Welcome to Everyday Heroes, the podcast. With each episode, we meet ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Everyday Heroes is brought to you by The Hero Builder, Enlighten Up, and AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Let's join our host as we meet today's Everyday Hero. Welcome. Here we are back with uh, Everyday Heroes and uh, myself, Boyd Hamlin, and Stacey Johnston. We're on an all-out search for ordinary people who do extraordinary things. And uh, Stacey, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of rethinking that a little bit in that we're running into extraordinary people that just are doing ordinary things, which I think are things that we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. So. Uh, how has your day been, and uh, what, what do we have uh, on the docket on the menu for today? I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I'm excited to be with a beautiful guest today. And like you, Boyd, I think that what we're finding out is we, you're, we've been on the search, like you said, for ordinary people that do extraordinary things, but we continue to bump in to extraordinary people that are doing extraordinary things. And so the, the word hero just continues to abound and are blessing our world every day. I'm awfully glad that we have a great guest with us today. And uh, if you're ready, without further ado, I'd love to bring her in. So, Star Hanson, Hanson, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey and Boyd. What a treat to talk to you both today. Uh, We are are blessed beyond measure to have you here with us. We just... We love hearing the stories, and there's some previous conversation we had right before this started. I know that this is going to be a, an information field, and what we like to refer to is, is mind candy for the dish for the day, just things for people to take home and, go, huh, and think on and stew on today, so we already know that you're going to be adding to the dish. We're super grateful. So, Star, can you tell us a little bit about you? Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do that? Absolutely. Well, if you want a little extraordinary in the ordinary, that's what I get to experience every day. I'm a professional organizer, but I call myself the clutter whisperer. And what I do is I help people figure out the ways that their clutter is inviting them into the next chapter of their lives. Um, Every area of your home, every object of clutter is telling us something. You know, it's it's helping you. It's, It's really when we address our clutter in this deeper way, we are changing the relationship with our physical stuff and we're actually having a dialogue with ourselves. It's powerful. And so what I do is I help people organize their entire homes and use that clutter, use that process of organization. It seems, again, very rudimentary, very ordinary to have a huge transformational healing that wouldn't otherwise happen. And I got into it strangely completely by accident. You know, it was, I just, at the time I was acting and I was booking a lot of work, but I wasn't loving it. My passion wasn't igniting. And I had a few friends who were asking for help with organizing stuff. They just saw that I was good at it. And this was right before, you know, everything exploded. This was like, I've been doing this for almost 17 years now. And it was just, you know, you know, before everyone knew what an organizer was and people would just ask me for help. And suddenly I had this stroke of insight that I was like, oh my gosh, what if I just did this all the time and I could heal people and I could help them understand themselves better and I could help transform them. And it just like, I mean, the whole world set on fire for me at that moment, right? It was like the minute I had that insight, I left my other job, I finished all my acting jobs and I was full-fledged in this right away. I, you know, was doing television shows. I've appeared on over 30 TV shows as an organizing expert, um, including on OWN, TLC, HGTV, A&E, you know, you name it, I've been there. 
And it's been such a cool adventure to go through and watch people come home to themselves because that's what I really do is like I want to help people come home to themselves because, you know, the, the clutter is just really uh, a demonstration of something more. The clutter is, is us having a conversation with ourselves through our stuff. You know, it's just it's, if we have inner turmoil, we have external turmoil. And so what I help people do is learn to make peace with themselves, come home to themselves internally so that they don't need the physical clutter to speak for them or to hide behind. Um, and they can really stand up as their strongest self and live their most powerful life. That is absolutely beautiful. You know, we don't think. I think we just in our general day, we never think about the, in, the, the tiny pieces of ourselves like that right there. Like, what is this closet full of stuff I never used to say about me? Yeah. I, I just experienced in the last year, I've, I've vacated my father's house for his whole life and my mother's house for the last 30 years and moved their stuff, moved them out, shifted them, and I moved myself. And I learned so many things about who we were as a family and in who we were individually, what we picked up from each other in those traits of the stuff that we had. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I'm, I'm really it's absolutely beautiful. understand what you're talking about. What a beautiful service. Thank you. Yeah, I love You know, it's funny. The first house I ever organized was when I was 13 and my grandpa died. And, you know, the family was busy with you know, getting the arrangements managed. And I didn't know him while we lived in a different city. And I organized his, you know, his like man cave, essentially. And I learned so much about him. And it was such a beautiful process to get to know this man that I couldn't anymore. Um, and that I hadn't mm. had the opportunity to know and, and in such a personal, intimate way. So it's, I mean, I'm so glad you've had that experience to, I mean, I know it's also not easy. It's very, it has a lot, you know, there's a lot of monsters in the closet for us to touch. And so I know it's not easy, but it's also a beautiful um, a beautiful coming home within our family even. I, I really love that you had that experience, Stacey. It really was. I learned things about my stepfather that if I had known mm-hmm. over the last 30 years, we would have had a different relationship. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the, it's so funny. The stuff, and, and actually, and that same thing is available for us to do with ourselves, right? It's mm-hmm. easier with other people for some reason. We see it. It's like, oh my gosh, she was into this. <gasps> Me too. Wow. And then you can have a conversation and yet, your clutter is doing the same conversation. It's like when I walk in, people assume I'm going to judge them, and the truth is I'm falling in love with them because I look and I see who you want to be, your hobbies, your interests, your passions, your goals, the ways you've tried. You know, it's how do you not love someone when you see their humanity on full display? It's it's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, you like hit a nerve in my heart. (laughs) I love that. It's beautiful. So can you, can you share with our audience, how can they get in touch with you? How can they connect to the services that you have? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love, I, love your, I love your humanity right now. I'm standing with you. It's, yeah, this is, it's, talk about the extraordinary and the ordinary, right? It's like it's not clutter. There's something so much bigger going on. Um, so I, so I, I, do, I do many things, one of which is I have an organizing membership because one thing that I have learned is that People need people. You know, it's not enough to sit in our houses alone and try to manage the stuff. It's emotional. It's triggering. It's multi-layered. So I've learned that if I, you know, like if I can create a community, a safe space where people can organize together, um, that that actually lifts people up so much. So I created the Chaos to Calm membership community for organizing, and it's a really powerful group. So people can find that by going to my website, starhanson.com, or by going to turnchaostocalm.com. 
Um, and, you know, you can learn more about it there. And then I also want to offer your listeners a gift as well because I know sometimes getting started is the hardest part. You know, it's like we all have this, like, great intention to get organized and then we get stuck. Um, so I created a checklist called 10 Things You Can Organize in 20 Minutes or Less. And if you're, any of your listeners go to starhanson.com forward slash checklist, they can get that checklist, and what it will do is it will give them 20 really simple projects or 10 really simple projects that they can do right now that will kind of get, get them out of that paralyzing fear to get started. And then I kind of threw a little extra bonus in there for your listeners. If they organize five or more of them in the next seven days, they'll get a free session with me. So just to kind of you know, give them a little bit of a carrot to, to run after, um, I threw that in there too. So they can just go to starhanson.com forward slash checklist and grab that and get started. That was really awesome, Stacy. Are you uh, are you uh, uh, grabbing this? Or are are you there still with us? Well, absolutely, I'm grabbing it hands down. I'm, that's what I was saying, Kenny. So when they go to starhanson.com/checklist, they'll find this checklist and also this challenge of five to seven days, or five exactly. to seven things so that they organize. Yeah, it's actually in the PDF. So when they download that PDF, it's right in there, and it'll tell them what they need to do to win that session with me. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the offer of that gift. It's very, very gracious of you. Oh, you're Thank welcome. You. It's my pleasure. I, I, it's my pleasure. I love to lift people up. So that's, you know, I just want that joy for people. That's cool. I can't wait to tell my daughter. <laughs> Something that we, still, what we talk about all the time is that, that area. It's been such a learning experience for our family. So she'll, she'll appreciate it. I can't wait to call her and tell her. Thank you for sharing your contact information. Thank you for providing that service and just making it okay for people to recognize that it's okay, right, to, to have some stuff and to need to walk through it and to need to get better. So many times we don't recognize and we feel like we need permission to get better. So thank you for granting that to so many people today. Thank you, Stacey. I feel you. I'm very grateful to have this conversation with you all. Yeah, that was really cool. So, so when you look at your life and then where you've come from, that 13-year-old girl that cleaned out that first house to today, and you had to look at someone that you could identify as a, as a hero for you in that, right? And we understand that a hero is not a cape-wearing, corner-dwelling rich guy, but someone mm-hmm. that does something amazing in your life. So who do you identify as that person, and why do you give them that title? Okay, well, this was tough. I'm not going to lie. This was probably the hardest part of my day was nailing it down to one. <laughs> so, um, you, know, I, I, you know, like when I think of the people, the, I'll, I'll say the three that jump out the most, and I'll get into the third, but the first would be my godmom and her ability to love unconditionally, that in the spite of people being rude or ungracious, that she can love and show up no matter what. I think of Sylvia Earle, who's a marine biologist, who's in her 80s now, who tirelessly advocates on behalf of the ocean. You know, she like... She should be in her golden years, like with a, you know, lemonade looking at the, you know, like on the veranda. And instead she's traveling, speaking constantly, trying to save our ocean with her remaining days. That's so inspiring. But the person that I have to pick is a woman named Mary Reed, and she is the director of TEDx Tucson. And I have the pleasure of doing a TEDx talk here in Tucson with Mary and her amazing crew. And Mary is, you know, many things. She is sassy and smart and powerful, and you don't mess with Mary. She's creative and interesting, just a powerhouse. Um, in 2001, they were having um, in a Safeway here in Tucson, or outside of a Safeway in Tucson in a parking lot, they were having a rally um, for someone named Gabrielle Gifford. She's a U.S. representative. And a man came and shot and killed six people and wounded 13 others. 
and she, Mary oh. was one of the people that was wounded. She um, used her body to shield her daughter from being shot in the head by this shooter. And because of that, she was shot in the arm. And, you know, this, she has spent her time ever since then advocating, you know, for, you know, just on behalf of people who have been in similar situations and gun control and all of that. But way more important to me than any of the political, you know, conversations that can be had about this woman, it's this, this fact that she made this instantaneous choice to protect her daughter, instantaneous. And then to me, it's also what she did with it afterwards. When I met her, I had no idea her history. She was just this powerhouse, you know, director who was managing this entire operation for TEDx in such a, a mind-blowingly efficient way. Um, she helped me deliver the best speech I could have possibly given. You know, she helped me think bigger than myself and expand. And, you know, she uses her platform every single day to advocate um, for women's strength, for opening your heart, um, to owning your power and your purpose. Um, and you, you know, it's like she, she doesn't have this trauma fear of what happened. I mean, if I think of if I experienced what she had experienced, I might still be in a ball crying somewhere. And she has taken it and she is constantly using her experience to advocate for coming out of the trauma and doing something powerful with the challenges that were handed. And when I think of that person, like everything in my body perks up and wakes up and it's like, I can do more than I think that I can. I can look at the adversity in my life and I can choose not to see it as a limiter, but I can choose to see it as a calling that's helping me step out of the, you know, the challenges of my life and into a place of service, into a place of empowerment, not just for myself and my family, but for everyone that, you know, it is possible to go through any kind of hellacious circumstances in our life and choose to do good with that and choose to find the good in that and to say to the trauma, I see you, I honor you, and I'm moving forward still, you know, and to do that work. Because I think a lot of us, I see this every day with my, my clients, a lot of clutter is, you know, an avoidance of trauma and avoidance of pain. And so if we can learn to lean into that sword, if we can do our healing work and if we can lean into that, we aren't limited you know, by those past traumas, by the current things that we're trying to hide, you know, from, you know, like within, mm. within our lives. And so, yeah, so Mary to me just really emulates that, taking something challenging and doing something powerful, making the bold choice and then continuing to make that bold choice for the good of, of yourself, for the people around you and the world at large. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I know that Stacey and I, I both would like to, like to meet or even speak with uh, uh, Mary, but thank you for sharing her as your hero and for giving us uh, the, the the backstory of all that too. It, it's just uh, uh, very uh, helpful for us, and 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 really it is uh, a testament also to what you do. It's very nicely how you unpacked all of that, all of that um, out of the box and showed it all to us uh, as a listening audience uh, on this particular podcast and. The clutter uh, uh, whisperer that you are, as you do, and uh, uh, congratulations for uh, the lives that you've helped, for the people that you have brought along um, the way in this journey. There is something, too, uh, Star, that you want to pass on to others, that just from you, not from anybody else, but from you to, um, uh, whether it be 
the next generation of young people, the, the, the person right next to you, what would you like to pass on to others, period? What would you like to give them from your experiences? Yeah, so if I so one of the questions you all asked is if I if I had something written on a T shirt, what would it be? And and I would say, Love your chaos. You know, love your chaos. Chaos is not something that should be shunned and you know, ashamed of and all, oh, right? It's like we have those feelings about it. But the truth is chaos is creative. Chaos is creation energy. And so when you look at the chaos and the wildness around you, like it's not a matter, like yes, it can, you know, suck the oxygen out of the room, but it also contains in it the pieces that build your life. You know, it's like the building blocks that are building your tomorrow and who you will be and who you are and who, you know, it's like it brings all of that together and the desire to love it so that you can masterfully see what's in there and pull what you want, right? Shop from your chaos so that you can build a life that is meant for you to have the greatest joy and purpose and expression of the being that you came to be. Yeah. I think that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, uh, Stacey. I think think that that uh, kind of the answer to that question number two already dovetailed into question three. So, I'm, going, I'm just going to be quiet here and let you and, uh, and Star have a conversation <laughs> in wrapping us, uh, wrapping us up uh, in the direction of wrapping us up on our podcast today. I will. I will do that. So, Star, let me ask you this. How much do you think fear plays into that and, and, and that feeling of loss? And I'll frame that question for you. When we were relocating my dad and we were relocating my mom and going through it like my little brother and I were walking, you know, walking through those memories and one situation was, was bad, right? One situation was just started bad and, and it, it, was, it was bad. And the other one was, was good, you know, different but good, still hard, but they were just two completely different kind of situations. And in the middle of it, we met a lady. And then she said, let me tell you about my life. I'm 65 years old. I have a suitcase, two changes of clothes, a jacket, a pillow, and a toothbrush. That's all. Because I looked around at my 2,000 square foot house full of stuff one day and thought, why? I, my grandmother's sewing machine has been in the garage for 20 years. Why? Right. And so she said, I got them out. I cleaned them up. I took a picture of them. I put the pictures in my photo album, and I got rid of the rest of it. Now if I want to sew with my grandma, I just look at the picture, and we can sew together. And my children don't fight over it, and I'm not going to move it into yet another garage one day. And so I think that's How one extreme, right, of organization, right, to just get rid of everything you own so you don't have that. Yeah. And then I think some people have this fear this because it blankets them. It comforts them. So where do you think the barriers are in yeah. that process that you do? Yeah, I mean, I think that for sure fear, shame, guilt, whatever, whatever we were handed in this life, right, whatever our emotional dance partner is that we've come to kind of tango with in this lifetime, that's what's buried in your clutter. And for sure it stops this, right? The way that I, the way that I suggest for people to start to become in harmony with their homes is like to create. Think of it not as a purging, a removal, but a creation, right? Like if you were creating your home, like I want you to walk into your home and to know instantaneously that you and only you could live there, right? Have it be so personal and so you. So that, and, and because when we have that space set up in that way, we are at home, we're safe, we're open. The rest of the world could be falling down, but in your home, you have safety. But for, for us to get there, we have to dance with those big feelings. We have to meet our fear face-to-face and not say, like, get, get out of here or I'm going to hide you with alcohol or I'm going to run away in the other way. You know, it's like 
but to learn to accept that these feelings are a part of the journey, that it's not a matter of like, oh, when I get better, this fear will never come up again. Like, you want fear. You want to walk down a dark alley and know if you should be paying better attention in this alley, right? You want to be able to like feel elation when you're like dancing with someone that you love and playing, right? You want all the feelings. You just want to pick. You want to be the captain of that ship. And so what we want to do is instead of like choosing to, you know, oh, these don't belong here. I shouldn't be feeling this. Oh, and then hiding to embrace because that fear that you feel around the clutter is the thing we're hiding or is the thing we're healing. Right? We are healing the clutter, but really we're he- healing the fear that causes the clutter to perpetuate. So being present to yourself, a mindfulness practice as simple as breathing in, I'm aware that I feel fear. Breathing out, I care for that fear. And then just repeating that. That's a practice by Thich Nhat Hanh, just repeating that until you get to a calmer state. It's kind of all you need, right? Like a small things to just start to move with these bigger feelings that, yes, stop us from making progress. Um, but, you know, sim- simple is better always. Simple is always better when it comes to solutions. Well, thank you so much, Star, for sharing with us what you do, for sharing how people can connect to your service, and just, like I said, for opening up that freedom to get better from some of those things that we walk through in a day. I love your story. I love your energy, and we wish you well. So I cannot think of a better way to close out our podcast, if you don't mind, then with a repeat of your quote, love, your chaos. We hope that today's show has herified you. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be an everyday hero. Everyday heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Proud sponsors of Everyday Heroes, the podcast, are The Hero Builder. Let's make a difference in our youth and build some heroes. Enlighten Up, enlightening your path from where you are to where you want to be. And AOS, the Athlete of Significance. Coaches don't recruit success, they recruit significance. If you know an everyday hero that we need to talk to or would like more information on Everyday Heroes, the podcast, or any of our sponsors, you can reach us on the web at everydayheroespodcast.info